the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is being a blessing to you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. Saints of God, it's a good time to be in the family of God. That's because God is opening doors of opportunity for the family of God. Doors that the book of Revelation tells us no man can shut. But although God opens doors for those of us who are his, we can still choose not to walk through the doors that God opens for his. And if we don't, then we won't benefit from all the things that God opened the door for us to enjoy and do. That's why it's so important, brothers and sisters, for us to learn to walk through the doors that God opens for me and you so that we can receive and achieve everything that God has prepared and waiting for me and you and not miss out on a single thing that God has in store for me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Man, amen. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. If you got your Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3. As we continue in the teaching that we started last week, and that's walking through your open door. Walking through your open door. Because we've already learned that God has opened the door for us this year to be able to move forward into the excellency and the awesomeness of the things that he has planned for each and every one of us. But of course, we need to know some things in relationship to how to walk through that door. What kind of mindset should we have? What kind of things should we expect? And what should we do as we're moving forward into awesome things that God has in store for you and I? Of course, we are blessed people. I said we are blessed people. And we have a God that is on our side who is inviting us inside to an awesome, awesome life that he has planned for each and every one of us to live. But we have to be able to receive the instructions and live by the ones that he gives. Revelations chapter 3. We'll start reading at verse 6. It says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David. He that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Of course, this is the foundational text as we move forward into the things that God has in store for us and to learn what we need to learn so that we can be able to move forward into what God has in store for us. Of course, we understand that God is the one who's opened the door. It's one of the number one things that we are supposed to recognize, that God himself opened the door. Go back to verse 7. It says, um, 
and to the church, the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right? These things saith he that is holy. We know that that's God because God is holy. He that is true because we know only God is true all the time. He said, and he that, and he that have the key of David. We already learned that that key of David learned last week that that's in relationship to the covenant that was made with David. It's called the Davidic covenant. We know that the, we have learned that the old, that the New Testament is founded upon a two legs, two specific legs of the Old Testament. One of them, of course, is the uh, covenant that he made with Abraham, which is the Abrahamic covenant. And the other one is the covenant that he made with David, which is the Davidic covenant. We studied the Davidic covenant last week. We can go through it real quickly. Turn to Second Samuel chapter 7. Oh, have an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say unto you today, and I can guarantee you, you're going to be blessed. And once again, if not, it's just always good to see you up in church. Second Samuel chapter 7. We'll start reading at verse 5. It says, Go and tell my servant David, thus saith the Lord, Thou shalt build a house for me to dwell in. Shalt thou build a house for me to dwell in? Whereas I have not dwelt in any house since the time that I brought unto the children of Israel out of Egypt, even to this day, but have walked in a tent and in a tabernacle and all the places wherein I have walked with all the children of Israel, spake I a word with any of the tribe of Israel, whom I commanded to feed my people Israel, saying, Why build ye not me a house of cedar? Now therefore, So shalt thou say unto my servant David, thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheep coat, from following the sheep, to be ruler over my people over Israel. And I was with thee whithersoever thou wentst, and have cut off all thy enemies out of thy sight, and have made thee a great name, like unto a name of the great men that are in the earth. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them, that they may dwell in a place of their own and move no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more as before time. And as since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people, Israel, and have caused thee to rest from all thine enemies, also the Lord telleth thee that he will make thee a house. And when thy days be fulfilled, thou shalt sleep with thy fathers. I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. If he commit iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. But my mercy shall not depart away from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away before thee. And thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established Forever. Of course, that's the Davidic, co- I mean, uh, yeah, the Davidic covenant that is that he was referring to back then. And that's what that I will establish a throne and a kingdom for him that shall last forever. Of course, the seed that it was talking about of, in, uh, in ultimately speaking was the Lord Jesus Christ. But yet at the exact same time, the Lord Jesus Christ is who in whom we live. It's in him that we live and move and have our very being. And because we have our very being in Christ, the covenant that God established with David that will be fulfilled by Christ can now be fulfilled in the midst of our lives. In such a way as God wants to establish a, a, a place for us. In such a way as we have, op- uh, we'll have reason to move no more. God wants to establish a kingdom for us. A place 
as well as a way of doing things. And God wants to establish our throne of that kingdom in such a way as we'll have opportunity to be in, dom- in dominion and in domination in the midst of our kingdom. Whereas we'll be able to rule in the midst of our world rather than being ruled in the world that we're living in. That we'll have opportunity to be in control in the midst of our role, world rather than being controlled like we were previously controlled. Well, God wants to do this for us this year. That's what he's opening the door for us to do. To be able to come out of the control of everything else that has previously controlled us and take our rightful place as kings and priests in this earth and establish a house for him. All that God is doing is doing so that he can establish a house for himself. Of course, you got to understand also that you are the house in which God lives in. Good to see you, my sister. You are the house that God lives in. And because you're the house that God lives in, God wants to establish you so that you can be the person that he always ordained you to be. In this place are powerful people. In this place are awesome people. In this place are people who are called by God to show forth his glory and to be able to cause everybody in this world to be able to know the story that God is good and his mercy endures forever. But God has made you kings and priests to be able to do that. And so in order for you to be able to operate in the kingly status that God has in store for you, you must walk through the door that God has opened to you. In order for you to be able to operate in the priesthood that God has ordained you to walk in, you must walk through the door that God has in store for you. That's why this year I want you to understand the door that God is opening to you is so that you can establish a house for him so that you can be able to do what it is he wants you to do so that you can then turn around and be blessed as well as a blessing too. Because once we line up and begin to start doing what God wants us to do, it opens the door for God to do for us, for God to do for us what he wants to do. I'll repeat that in case I jacked it up. Anytime we walk through and do what it is that God wants us to do, it opens up the door for God to be able to do in our lives what he wants to do. And what God wants to do in the midst of your life is God wants to bless you. God wants to be able to set you out. God wants you to be able to be blessed beyond your wildest comprehension so that anytime your name is mentioned, then it is mentioned in the light of the fact that God is good. Now, we were learning last week in relationship to this, the importance of understanding that the person who called you to be able to step into all this is faithful. God is faithful. Turn to Hebrews chapter 10. Because this is one of the concepts that the Lord wants locked in on the inside of you as you move forward throughout this year. He, well, he told you already in Revelations chapter 3, behold, that I have opened unto you a door. Behold, meaning that you check it out. Don't miss this. That word behold means gaze intently upon and to be able to uh, look upon, you know. And God wants you to focus on the fact this year that he's opened a door for you. He wants you to see that thing. He don't want you to ever lose sight of it because Satan will come along and begin to do things to cause you to begin to start losing sight of the fact that God has opened a door for you. Because we learned also last week that this is a spiritual door that's opening that will have natural manifestations. It's a spiritual door that is open that will have natural manifestation, which means that until you get into the spirit, you'll never see it. You'll think that everything is the same because circumstances and situations may look the same, but yet things are not the same because the underlying thing which is in control of everything, the spirit is in control of the natural, the the underlying thing that's in control of everything, a door has been opened by God for you to be able to walk through despite the things that you see. That's why this is a year where you, we're going to learn to operate in faith like we've never operated in faith before. Oh, we've learned how to operate in faith before, but we're going to learn how to be able to walk in faith that allow us to be able to walk through the open door. Because behold, check it out. Don't miss this. God has opened a door for you that you can be able to go through into the awesome things that he has planned for each and every one of us. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 16. We touched this last week, so let's read it again as a review. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. 
I will put my laws in their heart and in their minds while I write them. This is a year where the word of God is going to get in your heart and in your mind like it's never gotten before. In your heart, in your mind like it's never gotten before. It's going to get up in there in such a way as it's going to begin to start agitating and quaking and begin to start causing you to start making the moves that God wants you to make so that you can be able to move forward in the things that God has in store for you. That word is going to get in your heart in abundance. And not just in a little, in abundance. In such a way where it's out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. And you'll begin to start uh, speaking out the word of God the way God wants you to speak it out so that they can be able to establish an atmosphere conducive for him to be able to bring all the blessings of God near so that you can then be able to have what he has in store for you. And he wants to fill your mind with the word of God because we already learned last week that the mind is the battlefield. And since the mind is the battlefield, that's where all the, uh, the that's where the war is going on. And the war is in our mind, whether we're going to do what God said, whether we're not going to do what God said, whether what God said is right or whether what God said is not right, whether it is that this door is really open or maybe it's not open because of what I see. But see, that's not what God wants you to see. That's why he said, behold, I've opened unto you a door, which means despite what you see, despite what you hear, despite what calamities you think are drawing near, you need to be focused on the fact that God's word is true and he's going to do for you everything he said he's going to do. Because he said, I who am holy is the one that opened this door. I who am true have opened this door. I'm the one that's opened this door. And because I'm the one that opened this door, then bless God, then you ought to come in and receive so much more. Are you listening to me? Let's go back to verse 16. He said, he said, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts and I will put them in my mind and in their minds while I write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Oh, see, you got to understand that God's not holding anything against you. He know the mistakes that you made. He know the errors that you made. He know how you mocked him and scorned him and everything else. But yet God's love covers a multitude of sin to the point that he, 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 uh, this covenant also establishes in such a way where he will erase and eliminate the, um, the, uh, errors that we have made and he'll begin to start treating us just as if we never made a mistake a day in our life. So he's telling unto us to return unto him because why? Because return unto him. God is love. So return unto the love of God and you'll get a chance to be able to find out that not only will he eliminate in, in, uh, the sins and errors that you made before, but he will eliminate and, 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 and get rid of the results of the sins and the errors that we did before. We read on. He says, well, verse 17, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now where remission of sins, remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the, by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled with all evil conscience from all evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Of course, we learned last week that that phrase for he is faithful that prom- promise is within a, parent st- a parenthetic statement. And a parenthetic statement you've already learned is like 
uh, blinds on a window. They're like blinds on a window. They can either be closed or they can be open. When the blinds are closed, there's thing going on behind the window that you can't even see or outside of the window that you can't see because the blinds are closed. But anytime God opens up a parenthesis in the scripture, it's to be able to let you see something that's always there that you would not see if the blinds were closed. And so God wants you to know that you that we ought to hold fast to the profession of our faith without ravering. But he opens up the blind so we can see behind it why it is that we should be able to do that. What's going on while we're holding fast to the profession of our faith? And that is that God is faithful. That promised. The God who promised you the things that he's promised you. The God who has said he's going to do for, do for you the things he said he's going to do. The God who has declared a thing and has the power to be able to bring it to pass wants you to know that he's faithful. That's one of the reasons why you should be able to hold fast to the profession of your faith. That should fuel your ability to hold fast to the profession of faith. Why? Because God is faithful. That word faithful we learn means trustworthy, which means God is worthy of our trust. That means that he's worth it. Why is that? Because God will never let you down. He'll never have you out there looking like a clown. God will always be there right beside you. And he said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. I will never leave you, which means that I'm always right there with you. And I will never forsake you. And that's that I'm not going to leave you out there by yourself, being able to handle things for yourself. God says, I'm going to come through for you and I'm faithful who promised you. So behold, he's the one that opened the door and he's faithful to be able to do what's necessary to be able to help you get through. When God opens up a door, he is empowering you to be able to move forward into the things that he's anointed and appointed for you before the foundations of the earth. The things that he planned, the things that he has thought about, and the things that it is that he has set in course to be a blessing unto you. God wants you to be able to receive everything that he has in store for you. But in order for that to occur, you must be understand that God is faithful. See, the more you understand that God is faithful, the more you'll be fueled to be faithful to do what it is that God has told you to do. Because God's faithfulness allows you to become faithful to be able to go out and do what it is that God has called you to do. See, many of us, when we run into circumstances and situations, we lose our faithfulness and thereby lose the ability to be able to receive what God has in store for us. But God says, no, hold fast to the profession of your faith. Hold fast to what it is that I've said unto you. Hold fast what it is that you're saying too. Don't let it go. That's what the concept hold fast is about. Is that means get a good grip on and don't let it go. God wants you to get a good grip on what it is he, he's promised you and don't let it go. Don't let it go despite what it is that you see. Why? Because God is faithful. Why don't, don't, don't let it go despite what you hear. Why is that? Because God is faithful. And remember this here, if when you understand that God is faithful, you'll understand that it's got nothing to do with you, but it's got everything to do with him. It's got nothing to do with you, but it's got everything to do with him. But you're the legal entity that's on this earth that needs to do what you need to do so that he can be able to come through and be able to come through for you so that the house that he wants to be established can be established, which means that you got to hold fast to it. Drop down to verse 35. He said there also, cast not therefore, cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. Notice he didn't say it hath recompense of reward, but it has great recompense of reward. Your confidence has great recompense of reward. Our confidence in God. Our confidence in the faithfulness of God, our confidence in the fact that God's not going to leave us nor forsake us, that he's not going to set us up for failure, but he's going to be right there with us to be able to ensure our success. He said, cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience that after ye have done the will of God, ye will receive the promise for a li- for yet a little while and 
and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. That's what happens when a person's let go of their confidence. That's what happens when a person stops holding fast to the profession of their faith is that they begin to cast away their confidence and let go of what it is that God said and start backing up off of what it is that the promises of God's word for their lives. That's what happens many times when God promises a person something and he doesn't come through for them microwave style. Because, you know, most believe most believers believe in microwave blessings. They believe that the moment that they say it, then God's supposed to play it right that moment. No, that's abracadabra, hocus pocus. That's that genie that's in the bottle. But our God ain't in no bottle and he don't operate that way. Our God does everything in the fullness of time. He knows exactly when to bring things through. He knows exactly when to do what it is he needs to do for you. Despite what you see, despite uh, what's causing you to flee, you need to stand still and recognize that God is good and he's going to do everything he said and hold fast to the profession of our faith. He didn't hold fast to our confidence. Why? Because it has great recompense of reward. It's going to get you what it is that you're after. But if you're willing to just be able to hang in there and hold on, God will be able to come through for you and you'll get what God has in store for you. See, because most believers will start out in faith, but they will end, end up out of faith. They start off in faith, but they end up out of faith. That's why they never receive the things that God has in store for them. But God is telling us that he wants us to hold fast to the profession of our faith and do not let go of our confidence. No, don't let go of it. He says in verse 38, why is that? Because now the just shall live by faith. The life that you're going to live is by, be by faith. Faith means absolute assurance, absolute confidence, absolute reliance, and absolute trust in God and what it is that he has said. That if, if God said it, you can do it. If God said it, you can have it. If God said it, you can accomplish it. Why is that? Because he that is in you is going to help you to do what it is that he's called you to do. Turn with me, please. Glory to God to, to uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Because the same God that called you is the same God that's going to help you pull it off. The same God that called you is the same God that's going to help you pull it off. That's good to know. Because every one of you is about to go outside of your comfort zone. Every one of you is about to go outside of what it is that you are accustomed to operating in comfortably. Because, see, you don't have to do that by faith. Amen. But God wants you to step out into the things he has in store for you. Verse 24, faithful is he that called you. God is faithful. And he's the one that's inviting us. That word call means to invite. God's inviting us into a life of excellency. He's inviting us into a life of awesomeness. He's inviting us into a house of peace. He's inviting us into a wonderful life of financial blessings that we might be blessed and be a blessing unto others. He's inviting unto us. But see, he wants you to understand that faithful is he that called you who also will do it. God's going to do it. He's going to accomplish in you and through you what he wants to accomplish. But we must have the mindset that it ain't about us. It's about him. It's not about whether we can be able to accomplish it in and of ourselves based upon our own skills, talents, gifts, and ability. But we can be able to accomplish it based upon the fact that God is the one that's calling me. Because God said I can do it, I can do it. Me and you, God, we in covenant together. Remember covenant, covenant? We in covenant together. And because we in covenant together... Everything that you have is mine and everything I have is yours. And so because of that, all you have to do is tell me what you want to do. And I'm going to step out and do what it is that I need to do, knowing that either I've got the ability to do it in and of myself or you're going to provide me the ability to be able to do what's necessary because you're not calling me to failure. You're going to call me to accomplish. 
Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. Brothers and sisters, I hope that you're learning that it's true. God really has opened doors of opportunity for me and you. Doors that He opens so that we can walk through. Open doors that God wants us to walk through, but we can choose not to walk through. It's our choice. I hope that you're learning to choose to be one of the people who walk through the doors that God opens for me and you so that you can receive and achieve everything that God has in store for you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. And to all our married people out there in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if your desire is to draw closer to one another and to have a better marriage, I got just a thing for you. We invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship on this Friday. It's a monthly marriage seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio that will help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half to pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month where the wildest wedding folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere, have food and fun and fellowship, and get a powerful word from God that'll help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will often will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so that it can be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did. That is with or without your boo. And by the way, your boo is the one you're married to. I look forward to seeing all of you this Friday evening at the Covenant Partners Fellowship at Word of Faith. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.